Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog. Check front door, check window, check other window. Rest chin on ground, look into distance. Bark for no reason. Check front door, check window, check other window. Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball, lose shiny ball, find shiny ball, eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with anti-auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante, and you're not going to believe this if you weren't there, but the New York Yankees not only won a game, not only won two games on the road, they won a series. Don't let Sunday's game be the memory you take away from this series in Cleveland. At 6-11, and 11, the Yankees got sentenced to go face the potential best pitching staff in the American League, and they came out ahead of the curve. We're going to be talking about what to like and what not to like, but overall, should have been a positive experience. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We will be more than happy to answer that. But yeah, 9-12 and 12 record. Uh, I don't think that's where we wanted to be at this point in the season. But when you start off 6-11 and 11 and you go to face Shane Bieber and you go to face Tristan McKenzie and you go to face uh, the first two dudes in that series who were also great and Emmanuel Classe in the bullpen and James Karinczak in the bullpen, uh, there are certainly worse fates than winning the first three games and losing the last one. Logan Allen, not great, but the Yankees still rebounded from 3 nothing in that game. A lot of, you know, the three different teams rebounded from 3 nothing in this series. It was the Yankees twice. It was, unfortunately, the Indians once. But more positives than negatives. Before we get going, before I toss it to Thomas Carinante, who promise is also here, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you are doing something good for your body. 
We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, and boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we've been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to serve millions of customers worldwide. And we are offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE15 at earthechofoods.com slash MINUTEMEDIA. That's MINUTE15 earthechofoods.com slash minute media use that offer get yourself the product thomas welcome to a world in which the yankees have gone on the road and won a series against a team that like look bad lineup one of the few lineups that's underperforming what we're doing right now but there's a pretty clear parallel universe where the yankees lose three out of four here winning three out of four is pretty surprising yeah, I uh, if we lost yesterday, forty six to nothing, I wouldn't have cared. The first three games, yeah, that would have Yeah, it just it, it just it wouldn't have mattered. But we we did what we had to do. We went in there, we took three. Um, I, I will get into why the taking three isn't as uh, exciting as everybody is making it out to be, or maybe they're not making it out to be that. And I'm just thinking of an alternate uh, viewpoint in my brain, but um, a lot of positives here. Uh, We got the home runs back, which was the number one thing uh, since that's what our offense is based on. Um, We got some gutsy performances from starting pitching. I know we talked about um, Herman last week going down early three, nothing, and then pitching five quality frames after that to keep the Yankees in it. Um, I think an important one to note here is Jordan Montgomery. I know he definitely didn't give us the outing that we had really wanted, um, especially against one of the worst offenses in the league. The Indians, by the way, coming into the series ranked just, just next to us in the offensive rankings Mm -hmm. in terms of average OPS, all that good stuff. Um, But Montgomery had a very, very bad first inning. I think he was rung up for almost, what was it? 40 pitches. Um, yeah, I think it was 39. Yeah, it was 39. And then, uh, he ended up putting up four and two thirds. He got up to 89 pitches before he got into trouble. And then Lucas Litke, dude, let's give this man a shout out. Runners still on, on the team, first, still on the team runners on first and third, two outs. Montgomery gets removed. Boone goes to Litke to face Fran Mil Reyes and he gets him frozen on a curveball for strike three. Uh, Yankees get out of the inning. Um, the rest of the bullpen comes in. Uh, gets the job done uh, in that Friday game. So that was that was great to see the resilience uh, from the squad there. Um, and then Saturday, of course, was Garrett Cole doing his thing. I, I just love I, – I will admit, I said I wouldn't talk about it until May, but, you know, we're almost there. Uh, I have my reservations about Garrett Cole. Um, I know we only had him for, what, 12, 13 starts last year because of the shortened season, but he has shown me – more uh, than I had asked for at the start of this year uh, coming in. And I know, look, you could give us a counter argument that, oh, we faced the Indians, whatever. He went seven frames, he gave up three hits. He didn't walk a single battery, struck out 11. Um, and you could argue that Aaron Judge probably should have caught that robbed home run that he, that Jose Ramirez uh, uh, hit that turned into a triple. So that was his only blemish on the day. And he went out there and he really gave us the performance that we needed to keep that momentum going because uh, as optimistic as some fans are about the Yankees offense after these first few games, <laughs> they did not really do much against Shane Bieber aside from uh, Hicks and Odor doing the damage with those solo shots in the uh, in the fifth inning that evening. Um, 
So what the Yankees definitely needed was an ace-like performance, seven, seven innings, one earned. Uh, I always prefer to see shutout, but that one earned, I, that wasn't really a big deal to me. Um, and then you get Johnny Luizaga, first career save. He gets four outs, only needs 12 pitches to get through it. And then the Yankees at that point, Saturday, three straight wins. You're feeling good. Uh, Sunday didn't really matter. Uh, you know, uh, Look, we have, what, 13 straight games coming up. Heron Poon had to rest people at some point. If you're going to rest people, you do it on the Sunday where you're probably, you know, when you're back, when, when you're facing an opponent whose backs against the wall, it, that's about to face a four game sweep. I'm not going to say you're probably going to lose, but chances are like they're going to come out a little bit more fired up than you are. So rest the guys, take the L. It's probably going to happen. It did happen. Seven to three loss wasn't really encouraging at all uh, from any angle. But um, you get out of there, and now we got a series with the O's, chance to just springboard off of what we had just done. Um, and you got to feel good, but we'll, you know, we'll talk about what we're not feeling good about. But what, what was, uh, how'd you feel about all this? I'm fine. I, I mean, I don't like watching the losses, but you really sound like the worst person in the room if you're like, couldn't we have won four? Like, yeah, no, it's, it's just. Not gonna happen. And also, like, we blew a three. Did we have to blow a three zero lead? Like, yeah, I mean, that happens in baseball games. Like yeah. I said, it happened three times in this series. So, like, mm -hmm. if we if we were if we'd earned that win on Sunday by having a three zero lead, then the Indians should have won the first two. Like, yeah. teams battle back. Tyone looking bad in the fourth didn't make me feel good. Um, there were, I, I mean, the early Aaron Boone punt was frustrating on Sunday. I don't think you can really make an argument that he shouldn't have benched the people he benched, honestly. Mm -hmm. DJ LeMay, who needs a day off, and like he actually does need a day off. We've watched him roll over ground balls recently. He has not been... He's been fine, but he has not been DJ LeMahieu. I don't have an issue with getting him a day off on Sunday. I certainly don't have an issue with getting Clint Frazier a day off on Sunday, who needs as many days off as he can. As he said today uh, in an interview after Sunday's game, he understands why he's not getting playing time right now, and so do we. Uh, this is not Clint Frazier that we're watching, and that's, you know, it's troubling. We have to figure out a solution there. But I don't have a problem starting Talkman in this game. Uh, I'm not quite sure why Rudnett Odor is batting fourth other than it's a getaway day. Um, I was impressed the Yankees took the lead. I wasn't shocked they didn't hold the lead. None of this was surprising to me. Uh, and then once the bullpen came in, they didn't fight back. But once again, they fought back Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Shane Bieber had a one nothing lead. Saw that evaporate on two homers. I think the Yankees showed you resilience in this series. I think the Yankees showed you they can beat good pitching. Logan Allen is a C-plus probably at this point in his career, but Aaron Savali started Thursday night's game. He's good. Uh, very good. Tristan McKenzie is a rookie who is sort of scattered on Sunday, but he looked, you know, fine. Found his footing after a bad first inning like Jordan Montgomery did on Friday. Um, and yeah, I mean, Shane Bieber is the best, the best. If you're going to up the, if you're going to upgrade Garrett Cole, uh, on track record, it's like Jacob deGrom is the only clear upgrade on Garrett Cole and recent hot streak wise Bieber and Corbin Burns are sort of like licking at his feet. They don't quite have the pedigree, but they have the numbers. Uh, the Yankees went down to, I don't think anyone would have blamed, like, you know, we would have whined about the Yankees offense struggling if they lost one nothing to Shane Bieber. But there are certainly worse offenses in this game of baseball. They went down one nothing though, and Aaron Hicks, who hasn't hit all year, hit a bomb. Uh, and Rudnett Odor hit another one. O Odor had a great series. Um, he's he's currently quieting my calls for Chris Gittens, uh, considering he is yeah. doing stuff. Rudnett Odor is doing stuff on the baseball field. And uh, it led to sort of a weird discussion this week, this weekend that was like, was Odor's personality what this Yankees team needed to wake up? That I don't know if that, I mean, that's not quantifiable. We'll never know if that's, if that is true, we'll never know it. 
but Odor did hit the game tying home run in Friday's game. Yankees fought back from Montgomery's bad first inning very quickly. I love to see that. Um, and I was sort of comfortable and confident after the first game that they'd at least have a chance to come back from three nothing down. They proved that they could. Um, yeah, you're going to Baltimore now. I, I still haven't. You know, I'm not declaring the Yankees back. I'm not saying this is currently, as currently stated, this is not a contender. Um, but there's a lot to like about what's going on. They're going to Baltimore for four. Um, they do not face John Means in any of those four games. That's downright Red Sox shit. That's what always happens to the Red Sox. Four game series against a bad team with one good pitcher and they don't get them. Um, <laughs> we're not getting John Means. It's, it's kind of cool. The Orioles aren't getting Garrett Cole, uh, apparently. Uh, I don't think. Because uh, we're using Davy Garcia to lengthen the rotation. Uh, so it's like Garcia, Kluber, Herman, Montgomery. Um, but somehow we don't get means. Uh, we get Matt Harvey. We get Bruce Zimmerman, who's good ish. Uh, yeah, some, you know, no games a walkover. Uh, and the Yankees will certainly have, there will be a point in this series where they're trailing and you're like, what the fuck? Come on. And same thing with the Tiger series. The, most of these games won't be blowouts. There will be harder fought games than you want them to be. But you'd still rather be facing the Orioles and the Tigers coming up this week. And you would still rather be not facing John Means. And you would still rather have won three out of four in Cleveland against an opponent that, look, they mashed on Sunday. The first three games of that series were skin of their teeth games, right? They won 6-3 in the opener, but it was 3-3 late. They won 5-3 in the second game, and they held on to that 5-3 lead for a long time. They won a 2-1 game against Shane Bieber without Chad Green and Aroldis Chapman being available. Those are three hard games. Those are mostly coin flips. And if you win two out of three coin flips, I think you're happy. If you win three out of three coin flips, I think you're thrilled. And then they lost the fourth one. It's a shame they had a small lead. It's a shame it went away so quickly. I don't think any of you really got used to that lead. It was hit, 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 home run. Uh, but you can't be, you can be dissatisfied with the offense, proving it's still reliant on the home run. But I don't think you'd be dissatisfied with the results of the series. No, you can't. I, I, I am a little bit dissatisfied with the offense of that, that, uh, from that perspective, because it's just been home runs, which we'll get into in a minute. And the other thing I'm a little bit discouraged by is, you know, we faced one of the worst offenses in the American league or in the entire league. And, oh man, I was hoping for one win from Kluber or Tyone this series. I know Kluber didn't pitch uh, against his former team, which was kind of a shame. It would have nice to, it would have been nice to see him take the field at uh, progressive, but um, you know, as we said, Tyone uh, kind of had that blow up inning. Uh, he's had a little bit of, a little bit of trouble uh, getting himself out of jams. When things are going good for him, he kind of cruises. When things start to get shaky, uh, if they don't typically turn out well. Um, but, hey, he's trying to get back on the horse. So, at the very least, if he's going to face a pissed-off Indian squad uh, trying to avoid a four-game sweep, um, can't entirely be, be you know pissed off with what what he turned out on Sunday. Um, and also, I guess if we're going to look at a silver lining in terms of Tyone and Kluber – uh, their inning count is not getting too high up there. So I don't know if we're going to have those concerns getting toward later in the season, because when are we going to shut them down? They're pitching four innings a game. So I don't think it's not going to be an issue when we're, when we're hitting August. I, yeah, I, I kind of forgot that was a problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah, every, everybody goes four innings at this juncture. <laughs> I, I, I'm optimistic. I'm more optimistic about Tyone than Kluber, but I yeah. am left a little befuddled just watching. Like those were his three best innings of the season. Yeah. I would say. Uh, sort of beyond a first inning was over before I could even, I left the room and there were two outs when I came back and Jose Ramirez was popping out. And I was like, Oh man, that's so, that's so easy. Like I girded for, like you said, the team usually comes out hot when they've lost the first three of a series at home. Yankees haven't four games swept the Indians in Cleveland since 1996. 
Not easy to do. There are certainly worse Indians teams between 96 and now. This was a playoff team last year, and the pitching staff is playoff caliber. The offense is not. Um, but, you know, this is not – this team's not far. Like, and the bullpen is disgusting. This This isn't like – this wasn't the Yankees going on the road to face the worst team in baseball. This was the Yankees going on the road to face a flawed team that's probably in a worse place than they are, and they they woke up at the correct time. But I, you know, I did get a twinkle in my eye watching Tyone, especially in the third inning. Buzz saw them, and then the Yankees go up three nothing a second later, and you're like, oh my god, is it? Wait, is this going to be really easy? Like, no way. No, why is this going to be so easy? I, this was supposed to be impossible. And then five seconds later, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, the leadoff guy's on. Here's Jose Ramirez. He's going to double. Oh, he singled. Well, still, he's on base. And then, oh, well, that, okay, well, that's a home run. Goodbye. <laughs> um, but it, it was it was a strange and confusing blow up. But, like, yeah, I still liked what I saw from Ty. Tyone has had two good starts and two eh, starts so far. And he and Kluber are both sitting on, like, 20, 20 or less total innings for four. So we're a month into the season. So, yeah, their innings limits may come naturally. I don't know. I'm excited to see Davey Garcia on Monday. Uh, I've been excited to see him for weeks. And since everything that worked in spring training, like Domingo, is not working in the regular season, maybe someone who struggled in spring training is going to be nasty in the regular season. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more offensive diagnosis. Stick around. Roll with Coda and roll on over to our digital fare management system that lets you digitize dollars and save money every time you ride. Never pay more than $4.50 a day or $62 a month, no matter how many times you ride. Learn more at coda.com forward slash transit app. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. So, Thomas, you, you do want to talk a little bit, I think, about the, the home run over-reliance of the offense. And uh, this team should hit home runs. And when they do, it's better than when they don't. Uh, sometimes you feel like you have to fight to get that through fans' heads. Like, this is the goal. You want to hit bombs, and this weekend proved it's easier. But at a certain point, eight of their last 15 hits were home runs. Uh, when Stan isn't hitting home runs, it leads to fan frustration. Uh, he hit two ridiculous shots on Friday night, but obviously didn't homer for the rest of the weekend. And you had the Kevin Kernan from the New York, formerly of the New York Post, had a, a tweet that basically sums up how 65 year old men feel about the Yankees, where he was like, I heard Giancarlo Stan hit 120 mile an hour ground ball today. I also heard the Yankees lost. And it's like, okay, people, you know, dumb take an argument with no, an argument with nobody. There's nobody out here being like, actually, this is a successful day because Stan hit a hard ground ball. But Old people are like, I'm sick of hearing about exit velocity when the team isn't winning games. I'm sick of hearing about all these bells and whistles when Stanton's still hitting in the 180s and all that stuff. And I get it. Um, so I, I think, you know, I, I think there is a middle ground between being overly reliant on home runs and hitting a good amount of home runs and winning baseball games. Yankees didn't quite find it. But then again, there are going to be weekends when they are going to face top of the line pitching and can slug their way out of it, which they did this weekend. Yeah, I love that was the, that was awesome to see because you knew Bieber was going to shut us down in some capacity, but you can only like we've talked about before, especially in high stakes games, especially when it comes down to pitchers duels, you can only shut down uh, the Yankees for so long because the lineup is so deep. So I understand that the first 17 games of the season didn't really look like that because they were ter terrible, um, but I like the potential that we saw here and the long ball certainly helped. Um but the over-reliance on that is still, is still the problem. It, it, just because the Yankees won three games doesn't mean the same problems don't exist. Um, you know, if we want to go through the stats here, they scored 16 runs over the last four games. 
uh, I guess against Cleveland's pitching, you could say that's that's okay because it's good, but it's only four runs per game. That's that's not a lot. Uh, big positive. Uh, another the the two biggest positives were nine home runs over the last four games and twenty two walks over the over the last four games. Huge, but twenty eight hits, seven per game. Not great. That was inflated by an eleven hit uh, Friday um, or Thursday, uh, and then an inflated runners in scoring position four for 20 on the weekend, which was once again on Thursday night was a four for 12 uh, showing. They didn't get another hit with runners in scoring position for the rest of the weekend. Um, And uh, there's, there's just a lot of other stat lines. We still have to be concerned about Clint Frazier, 146, 293, 188, Brett Gardner, 194, 310, 250, John Carlos Stanton, 186, 254, 14, Glaber Torres, 213, 306, 240. Keep going. Gary Sanchez, 196, 328, 333, Aaron Hicks, 172, 274, 328, Aaron Judge, 246, 366, 449. I know that one doesn't sound awful but judge is we've seen him have trouble getting i know what what do you do on on thursday night he didn't he was he managed to strike out twice i know we walked he walked three times but you know we need hits um and dj lemayhu on top of that is very much struggling four ground outs the second bait uh to shortstop on uh saturday night in positions where he could have helped extend the yankees lead and give them a little bit insurance so they're not shaking in their boots in innings eight and nine um look i know stanton torres and hicks in a sense woke up in this series um but i think we're kind of losing sight of why another big reason why we won the series is because the pitching staff held the indians to seven runs across the first three games if the yankees are not winning those games that's a really big problem. That's something that like talk radio would be erupting right now. If they had held the Indians to seven runs over the first three games of the series and managed to lose like two of those and then lose the, 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 the finale on Sunday. So look, am I unhappy? No, not unhappy at all. We got three wins. It feels good. And there's a lot to look forward to, but at the same time, the problems that led to this six and 11 start, have have not dissipated, which is ability to string together hits, ability to uh, hit with runners in scoring position, any situational hitting, the strikeouts still very much there. So there's there the concerns exist. We want to keep them on the back burner. We just don't want to be fooled by the home runs. And look, am I gonna am I gonna be this guy? I guess, but like if you're hitting nine home runs in a series, like I feel like you should probably be scoring more than sixteen runs. I don't know. We won three games. I'm still happy about it, but some concerns. And I just don't want us to be fooled when the next drought comes and, you know, we score eight runs in three games against, you know, the Orioles. And then people are all pissed off again. We know everything is the problems are still there. We just don't want you to lose sight of that. We'll take the home runs. We'll take the wins at the end of the day. Job well done over the weekend from the boys. Yeah, that's why I was so frustrated earlier in the season when they were setting ERA records for like mm-hmm. hottest start ever by a pitching staff, but they were still like three and three. It's like mm, you really want to be six and oh or five and one when you yeah. do that because eventually the pitching will turn. And like without the bullpen being pristine in this series, the results look much worse. Like they were given a, you know, they were given a late lead that Kyle Higashioka lengthened in the first game and they held on to six three and there was really no problem there. And like, you got to save that three run game. So that's, you know, sort of an easier challenge. 
But 5-3 game for a really long time. It took Licky, you know, after Licky got out of that jam, there wasn't that much drama in that one either. But 5-3 lead for like five innings, not easy to hold, not easy to keep traffic off the bases. 2-1 game, the whole game against Shane Bieber. Credit to Cole for going the seventh because without him taking the seventh and going over 110 pitches, I don't know who finishes that game. You might go O'Day on back-to-back days. He gets a little easier to hit and time up if you have to do that. You go Justin Wilson for part of an inning and Loiza got for the last inning and a third. You might be seeing, I don't know, goddamn Nick Nelson in that one-run game if, if, if Garrett Cole doesn't go the seventh inning. Um, that was the most frustrating part of Sunday, just seeing Nick Nelson in the one-run game, having him blow it open again, and then coming back out for a second inning of work and having him further blow it open. That was uh, unfortunate. And that's when you know the white flag's being waved. There were not that many alternative options, I know, but Luis Sessa came in right after and looked uh great as he has for most of this season and most of last season um you know that was a tough one and and obviously nick nelson got immediately demoted for db garcia um but you're probably going to need a better plan in place than throwing nick nelson as a sacrificial lamb in these games especially because he's no longer on the roster uh he's currently (laughs) he he left the roster after yesterday's game so new plan in these in these uh two-run giveaway games for aaron boone um yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to be a better fan. It's frustrating to watch something like that. It just is. Like, I understand why it happened. Momentum is only as good as the next day's starting pitcher. The Yankees needed a starting pitcher. They had to blow Nick Nelson out in order to get one for Monday's game. Uh, it's the Orioles and the Tigers who you can't take lightly, but you can take a little more lightly than the Houston Astros. All that good stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, m- momentum, how real is it's funny to hear a team say momentum's not real and we're gonna, you know, stick to the plan and rest people, but then also use Rugnetto Doors momentum to put him in the four hole in the lineup. Like so so what is it? Do you believe in Rugnetto Doors personal momentum, or do you think momentum as a team is a fake concept? Because uh sort of frustrating to watch that get toyed with. But then again, listen to me, I, I I just can't be, I guess we have to be, when the Yankees are terrible and they're getting swept by the Rays, we're like, oh, this is punishment. We live in hell. Why are we doing this podcast? And then they win three out of four and we're still like nitpicking Aaron Boone's bullpen strategy in the fourth game. So uh, I understand it's it's probably not, probably not fun to hear that. I'm, I'm happy. I, I was, un- I would, let's, I mean, let's end it on positivity only. I was unbelievably happy to see they won the Saturday game. I was traveling, couldn't yeah. watch. Uh, sort of keeping uh, abreast of the situation with full knowledge they didn't have the bullpen. And so I was like rash, pre-rationalizing it. Like, I got 2-1, it's still April. They did their job in the first two games. Got to come out and win Sunday. 2-1 game against Shane Bieber. They proved their medal, but there's no way they're holding this for the next three innings. They either have to score or they're going to lose. And then when the final out was recorded, it was like, oh my God, it's over? It was that easy? Nobody was on base in the ninth. It was that easy? The wise to go? One, two, three? Heart of the lineup? Jose Ramirez? Like, you just you just finished it? It's done now. Uh, I would say that was a great job, and that's the game I would frame. Uh, best game of the regular season so far. April 2021, certainly a month to forget. Uh, even the positives were muted. There's not a lot I'm going to be taking away from this month other than one of the six months of the baseball season was more frustrating than was exciting, but that's a game right there. What a game. It was my favorite game for sure. I love a good pitcher's duel. This one moved, um, and it's, it's it, as I mentioned before, it showed why the how the Yankees separate themselves from the pack when it comes to contenders. Because how are you going to get after another team's ace? Very rarely are you going to string together hits and just like beat up on him in you know innings two through three and chase him from the game. In this day and age, pitching rules all, and that's usually not going to happen. I know they did that to Bieber kind of in, in the postseason last year, yeah, but you can't you can't bank on that happening. So what's it going to be? You have Garrett Cole on the mound, who you know is going to is going to stick it to the opponents, especially when it's not a premier offense. 
Um, and you just have to pick your spots and you have to get the job done. And that's what the Yankees did. Odor and Hicks came through and uh, in a big way, uh, look, Bieber didn't look early on, especially, I thought it was a little bit worrisome because he didn't look tremendous. His curveball was not entirely, he was bouncing a lot of pitches. His fastball is really not that intimidating. So I'm like, what are they waiting for? Like they got to hop on something. I thought it was even more impressive because he got better as the game went on. And then that's when the Yankees managed to, to take advantage of the situation. So I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed watching the bullpen as well. Justin Wilson coming in, getting the job done. And then Loisaga, of course, uh, I'm loving the back end of the bullpen. There's, there's weapons all around and it's going to, it's going to really bode well down the stretch, especially when Zach Britton comes back. And I think it could be a really good sign for the postseason because on a day, you know, like we saw where all the Chapman and Chad green need off, it's not going to be like last year where it's like, uh, are we bringing in out Like, what are we doing here? There's there, there might be a little bit more of a solution. It's not going to be a skeleton crew. Um, and also a quick note on the offense. I, I know I kind of laid into them a little bit because they were very reliant on the home run, but guess what? If the home runs are kind of coming awake against the Indians in this series, I think we can kind of look forward to that trend continuing against the Orioles if we're not facing John Means and then the Tigers who just overall are not great. So if they can, uh, I, I think we won't be as disappointed if we're if we're seeing the home runs we need to see against the inferior opponents without, you know, we don't we're not going to need to see a whole lot of the runners in scoring position or the situational hitting if they're just getting after these teams early on, which they totally should with with some of the long balls and then let the pitching do its job because that's what they've been doing for the entire season so far. So um, I like I like where we're heading, especially against these next few opponents. Uh, so I'll leave it at that. I'll leave I'll leave everyone on a positive note. Happy yeah, Monday. The Indians are nasty. The Indians are nasty. Yeah. That was that was a perfect. I mean, it's over. We can say it's a that was a perfect recipe to be really disappointed again. Mm-hmm. Like bad, bad to average team, bad offense and great pitching staff. Like who wants to go on the road and face that when the Yankees are struggling to hit everybody? Yeah. They can't hit at home. They entered the series at six and 11 and made three boink off their head plays in the first inning, of the first game of that series. Right. Yeah. Really down, bad start. They can't hit. They can't pitch. They can't score. And they're down three, nothing in the first inning already at six and 11 and they're nine and 12 now. And they're going to Baltimore and facing Detroit at home. So that series could have gone off the rails and said it firmly got back onto the rails and now lives on the rails. Uh, that wasn't bad at all. That looked a lot more like the team that we were supposed to see entering the season. And it's still only April 26th, although I cannot wait for April to end because I don't really want to think about April anymore. That is it. For this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast, once again, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get those podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with the mailbag question. We'll answer that for you on a future podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. I'm also positive today, so you can find me on Twitter at Tommy's underscore takes. Please also head on over to YanksGoYard.com. We got plenty of content going up there. And talk to us on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. We have what, 10 straight games. So we'll be there. We'll be talking during game time. We'll be talking before and after game time. So hit us up whenever you get a chance. And until then, we'll talk to you on Wednesday, everyone. Oh, yeah. See ya. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. 
Use promo code RADIO and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.